Good evening, one and all. Welcome along to Season 3, Episode 7 of the UK Dallas Cowboys Fan Club. It is Victory Polo Tuesday once more. Cowboys won 41-21 against some team from Pennsylvania. We're 2-1 and we lead the NFC East. How is everybody doing? Try, Eagles, try. Oh, oh, I, 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 shy, shy. <laughs> I, I, I had one request from for today's show. Dallas forever. Valley forever. Never. There we go. I, I, I've just what I have just done today. I've just nominated Nick Sirianni for a um, humanitarian award because he's single-handedly <laughs> sending a whole of the beat Dallas T-shirts out to the third world to. <laughs> To clothe all the people that are uh, needing clothes. So, oh, I, I tell <laughs> you what, though, I tell you what, the, the response from the Dallas Cowboys media team shout out today by editing that T-shirt. Mm. <laughs> that, that was like we like we try and stay classy, but because it's them, it's like I think it was you know you know what no you guys deserve that you deserve the the absolute onslaught of social media for this. You know, like, it, was hard. it was hard this afternoon. I, I, I flipped onto the Twitter page at dinner time and thought, like, thought, yeah, let's let's just have a little bit of a wind up and like just tag the, the, the UK Eagles in, in that picture. And to be fair, they had a bit of banter, but if you look back through like kind of the the stuff like, yeah. like some of the yeah. people that were reading was like cowboys suck, blah blah blah. We're gonna we're gonna absolutely dick the cowboys, and it's like mm, this is too good to like mm, this is backfired, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's like you said. You know, I love it. The guys from the UK Eagles, a nice bunch of guys. But at the same time, sorry guys, but your team is absolutely rubbish. You don't. <laughs> 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 oh. So as always, folks, make sure and get your comments in. The comments are flying in already. As we say, we're four guys who are just chatting amongst ourselves. Unless you guys get involved, and of course, you ladies too. Make sure you send us in your comments. We are an equal. We are an equal opportunities podcast. We will have anyone, bar that team's fans. But um, it was a great night. It was a great performance. Very little went wrong during the game. Yes, one or two things we we would all say that need to be tightened up on. Yeah. But overall, I think it, it, it was a great result. I think we're all feeling a lot more positive heading into our next block of fixtures. Yeah. yeah. If, I, if you were to kind of grade the overall performance, I wouldn't give it an A+. Plus. I would give it an A for sure. Because yeah. like you said, like you yeah. said there, Brian, there was a couple of things that we could easily address, like, which we'll go into in detail later on. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but but overall, I'm absolutely over the fr- over the moon, offense played fantastic, and that kind of said this um, on the uh, when I was on the, the Eagles po- on, on the Eagles yeah. podcast. It's like watch out, like you're making the marker of Zeke. I'm telling you right now, watch your A and B gaps when it's inside run. Mm-hmm. Zeke is going to destroy you guys because after seeing that, what they uh, what San Francisco did, it, it was wide open, and 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 look what happened. Even Paula was yeah. running through the middle. It was it was it was yeah. it was, it was, it was insane. And again, I mean, Zeke showed that he was a team player last night because 
Corey yes. Clement got in on the action as well, and you mm. know somebody somebody said to to Zeke after the game, you know, why did why was Corey Clement? And he said, well, everybody got to get on the field, you know, everybody's get got to get a carry, you know. Yeah. And apparently those were Zeke's carries to to give up. So you know, yeah. he he could have gone. You know, what was it? Ninety three yards. He finished rushing. Uh, and, nine, so, nine, and I think it was ninety seven yards, and I think. Yeah, so he only needed. Yeah, he was average five, average in five yards a carry, and then Mm -hmm. one more, one more carry, and that would have been it. He'd be over a hundred yards, but he's not worried about that. He got the win. That you know, he did, he did what he needed to do for the team. So, you know, he, he's, yeah, great. He's getting paid. He's getting paid the money, but you know, you can only put the roster together that you, you have. And you've got to uh, find a way of balancing it. And the way we're how we're playing right now, especially I know we're just about to talk about offense in a second, but we're actually playing um so we're playing by based on how we see their defense. We're playing against their defense. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not sticking to our guns, we're trying to adapt to try and beat their defense. Uh, yeah. like pick up pick up that uh, pick up all the weak points. So heads uh, kudos to Keller Moore, kudos to Mike McCarthy. Kudos to the whole Cowboys coaching staff. I think they did a great job. So what makes that what makes that more impressive as well is those are the kind of games where you can come on stuck kind of the division games. It kind of what form goes out of the window, don't it? And it's just who adapts to it better. And yeah, and like I say, just fair, fair play to the to the coaches. And like I say, that rather than always stick to the game plan, look at what the the, the defense was giving you. Mac made that a point last night in his his press conference, didn't he? Saying. I don't know if it was um, if it was was it the Schultz touchdown or even the the one for Wilson at the end. He said that the defense gave them something different that they'd not seen, and so they were like, right, let's 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 like saying, mm-hmm. got to take advantage of them because like I say, it's not often defenses give you players like that. Do they? So fair play to them. I mean, if you got it in the book for one time. You got it in the book for one time, haven't you? And here's the thing, though, that the score could have been forty nine to zero. Uh, so forty nine twenty one. When you think about yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so there the was ref, the, the ref screwed us. Yeah, there was the extra point that was missed by Sirloin, and there was also the what you just mentioned was the which the ball yeah. was clearly over the line when you really see the overview view when you match up that I don't know who what uh, Eagles defender it was but his head when you kind of line it up mm. like his helmet was on the line and the ball yeah. was beyond that. So how does that like? How and the, the, still, uh, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, the, the whistles didn't blow until the ball was rolling down, and everybody thought it was, yeah. a, you know, the yeah, commentators so. all thought it was a fumble. And you know, I I I watched a bit of the 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 Manning cast this morning as well, and I mean, they were they were screaming, but you know, that was a touchdown, that was a touchdown, and you know, couldn't Rem- believe it. Remind me. Remind me later to come back to the Manning podcast, please. <laughs> um, but I, b- before we do go much further, I do want to give a shout out to a special person tonight. Um, MVP here for us here at the Dallas at the UK Dallas Cowboys. Mike Poland kept you all informed last night across all of our social media and content. I went to set up the show this afternoon and I, I posted the time and I said I was going to come back in and do all the stats when I finished work. Came back and it was all done. So, Mike, thank you very much. We do appreciate absolutely everything you do. And um, Paul, with that comment you just pulled up, would you would you like to make an announcement? <laughs> um, 
So I have put my uh, my my loyalty towards the Texas Longhorns. I finally picked a Texas team in college football. And with three Longhorns around you, we'll all endorse that message. And somewhere Mike is going, no! <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like the screaming dying cry of Darth Vader and uh, Revenge of the Sith it's like, no! it'll be like oh. <laughs> but um so we, we, we before we before we get into the actual game itself we'll just bring up the uh the injuries and the latest news so <laughs> well, no... the engine, yeah the engine report wow <laughs> <laughs> so there was no reported injuries coming out of the game last night which Amazingly. is a, an added bonus because i think one of you guys said this in a, in a, in our own admin chat that you know given the amount of injuries we do have and the players we have missing how good was last night's performance you know outstanding just outstanding yeah. I mean, Dan Quinn must have a magic wand because when you lose it, when you lose Demarcus Lawrence, you lose uh, Bradley and I goes on the COVID list twenty four mm-hmm. hours before the game. You've yes. lost uh, Dorrance Armstrong. You've lost Carlos Watkins. You're you're possibly having to bring up uh, Goldston and give him his first mm-hmm. start after a week and a half of training. Um, yeah. You know to get the pressure that we did, didn't I mean to see Osa get one and a half sacks. Uh, the tackle for loss on the on the QB option that um, mm. uh, Parsons got. I mean, and all the time, you know, Hertz was on the run most of last night. And yeah. I picked up on something somebody said where Hertz, when he's when he's running, he always goes to the right hand side. Oh, yeah. So you know, it's it's something to build on next time we face him as well. If if we're facing him six weeks down the line or whatever and he's uh, and yeah. he's still he's still in control of the quarterback job you know that'll be you'll be scheming everything towards that side so that he's he's going to yeah. run or forcing them to run left and he, you know you know that nothing's going to come from that sorry lord, no, I, 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 sorry, lord I just can't help but laugh at the wee bit at the end where it says before <laughs> sleepy yes folks we uh, myself Mike and I think Rich as well I, I Rich think, yeah and what about you guys? Did you stay out for the rest of the game? No, I had board meetings this morning. So yeah, well, I, had, so I had meetings I, all day. I tried to stay up for the for the whole game, and I must have passed out about halfway through the fourth quarter. Right, mm-hmm. and I, and by then the damage was done. So and I and I just basically catched up with the rest of the um, highlights uh, this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. When I woke up. In case I missed anything, and when I saw the final score, I was like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, in in some of our other news, obviously, look, we're not we're not going to go back over this ground because obviously it's an evolving situation. Um, Lyell is serving the five game suspension. I, I don't think there's anything more we should really say on this, given the the sensitivity of it and we don't we don't want to get ourselves libeled by anything that's that's out there in the media at the minute if there's anything i will say on it it's definitely thrown a spanner in the works of mm-hmm. what we were of what we were originally thinking thinking it's like yeah. what's the nfl thinking blah 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 and then we got hit with pretty much an uppercut across the face to say mm. 
that's that's happened. I'm uh, yeah. wow, okay, that changes yeah. the whole argument completely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm totally fine not talking about it. I think we've already yeah. spoke spoke our good wills on the whole Lyle Collins situation. Um mm-hmm. service suspension, get back onto business, but I think we will need to evaluate um Lyle uh, in terms of his mental state going forward mm-hmm. if like from the Cowboys personnel point of view. So yeah. that's the only that's yeah. the only thing I will say on it. Yeah. Despite how much how talented he is, we can't have that. Yeah. So move moving on to actually some of some of the facts from the game itself. So obviously Trayvon Diggs with a pick six, his third interception in three games. He's six in his last eight games. He's the only cornerback this year with an interception in each of the three games. And I think he's seven game. He's had seven interceptions, and that's the most true his the first sixteen games of a career. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's actually the first Cowboys cornerback to have multiple week, multiple weeks with one interception mm-hmm. since yeah. Everson Walls in 1985. So, I mean, that's how far back you've got to go for you there. know, and he's already he's already pretty much on a pace for Everson Walls in '81. You know, with the 11, 11 in a season. Um, you know, if he carries on at this with what, what six, it'll be sixteen this season. 16. You know, that was that was just seventeen. Uh yeah, yeah, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> but this is this is why we love having Lauren, our se- the senior member of the team, on. He can he can tell you the histories, folks. We 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 always know Lauren will have have a fact like that. Jamie, you said it before we came on air. You know, I mean. Uh, and I'm I'm looking at the numbers here, but I think we believe there was nine cornerbacks taken before Trayvon Diggs last year, um, and we we seem to have got the best of the lot. No, I think yeah, I think we we discussed it anyway in the in the admin group, and we we posted out on um on the on the Twitter page how on earth this guy fell out of the first round is is beyond mm-hmm. me, and, and just. Even just just for his play at Bama, I mean, he's playing college. Was he played at a high level at college? So, so it just makes you think: what what did teams get turned off by? I mean, not saying that going in the in the second rounds um, and anything to be sniffed at. I mean, it's, it's still fell high, but I think what do you say? The, the ninth quarter, the ninth cornerback taken, or the ninth cornerback Three, four, five, six, seven. He was the eighth cornerback taken. Yeah, there's there's definitely not eight cornerbacks. Sorry, there's seven cornerbacks in that draft. If you look better than him, he, yeah, it's just going to be a, it's just going to be a problem that he's going to have to get paid in a couple of years. <laughs> and he's, yeah, if you go on year by year, he's making that transition of he came in and played really well. I mean, he's he's already the best defensive back on his team in the, what three games into year. I think I think the whole reason why he fell was purely that teams were concerned that he'd spent the first two years playing wide receiver and had mm-hmm. only converted only converted in his uh, junior year. Um but I mean, you know, what what is it it, it uh, Trayvon Diggs has as many interceptions as Stefan Diggs has touchdowns this year. So <laughs> 
or there's the, the, some sort of stat like that that you know they're both they're you know they're both leading the league with touchdowns and um, picks and what have you. So, um, I mean, you know, I'm just I'm just looking at the names right now, Lauren. Like Jeff Okuda, he's been a bust for Detroit. Number pick yeah. three overall. Can't, yeah, can't, get on, then, can't but, get on the field, and when he's been on the field, he's been nothing. Right, CG Henderson. Yeah. Now, CG Henderson. Funny enough, we were just talking about him before the show went live. Is now traded yeah. away. Um, mm-hmm. AJ Terrell for Atlanta Falcons. He's kind of been okay, I suppose. Not being mm. a stand, not he has his moments, right? Um, yeah, Damon Arnett. I have not got a stupid do who the hell he is. So, Damon <laughs> Arnett was a huge, huge reach by I was going the to only see. team that would do it, the Raiders. He was a third round talent, and no one expected him. And the Raiders took him in the first. Yeah, then yeah. after that, Miami Dolphins took Noah Egberhorn. Yeah, yeah, from Auburn and Minnesota to Jeff Gladney, which Who's is fair enough. Yeah, that's cut. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then right before we picked Trevon Diggs, the Chicago Bears picked Jalen Johnson from Utah. Mm-hmm. So that's just crazy. Mm. And and you said that all last year, Brian. Especially, especially mm-hmm. you, Brian. You did yeah. not see any of these cornerbacks worth a first round. Like, yeah. I and if, if there was a, a guy you would like to get, if if we were in mm-hmm. the first round, it would have been Diggs. Yeah. And you and you said that a long time ago. No, so I f- think I, I think my words before the season were, were and you're all going to laugh, of course. I said, I think Trayvon Diggs is going to fill a Jeff Heath-shaped hole in my life. And he has absolutely filled that hole. He's been outstanding since he came to Dallas. Um, Just among the fan base as well. If you look on Twitter this morning, he's just going through the roof. Like, he's literally, if if anything, wouldn't surprise me if he's a lot of fans' favourite player at the moment. That's not taking away anything else from anybody else, just for the fact Mm. that... He's, he's he doesn't look at like sometimes especially at that position you see rookies coming and struggle don't you just to find the feet yeah. because and and he's I think from when he was it was it on DK Metcalf when he made that impressive tackle you know, punch where, like yeah. ever since then it's just the standard is amazing amazing so yeah long may it continue it's, it's funny that you mentioned the word rookies there if there's one thing I've been very impressed with is all of our rookies mm. that were on the field mm-hmm. that day every single one of them from Osa Degrizoa from Quentin Boana like they were bringing the fire in that central part of that defensive line holy yeah. crap and obviously Micah Parsons my god yeah. like like cannot give this guy so much uh, any more praise. He's just he's honestly he's going to be an absolute superstar for Dallas. It really is. It makes you excited as well, doesn't it? About the ones that sadly haven't been able to make it to the field yet for for whichever reasons. Yeah. You think well, the ones that have managed to get on there now and, and they're putting in some good shifts makes you think these guys are going to go in and do exactly the same. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we and... we need to see any of them becoming available this week. Kelvin yeah. Joseph can be activated. Josh Ball can be activated this mm-hmm. week. So, you know, maybe we see them coming in. And, you know, uh, Steel, I think, has obviously done a job that we don't need to rush Josh Ball back other than... Mm-hmm. Um, if there's one thing I... Well, 
are we moving on to the offense just now or what? We just, we just got through the last couple of points there, obviously. So we were talking about the rookies. Chauncey Goldston got on the field for the first time last night. Solid, solid performance. Dak had a QB rating of 143.3. I think he failed to complete only four passes. He was mm-hmm. two for 26 passes. We'll go through that in the offense. Um, we had an attendance of 93,000 plus at the game. And as we said at the end, MVP Mike Poland uh, for staying up and putting all the the information together for us and oh, keeping oh, oh. everything going. Also, don't forget there was the, a, a Hall of Fame inductees for Cliff Harris and Jimmy Johnson and Drew Pearson, and mm-hmm. and I see I saw the video clips. Uh, some of my friends reported who were at the game, and you, and Jimmy Johnson just belts out, "How about the old Cowboys?" and the whole stadium <laughs> erupts. It was fantastic. That so yeah, I mean, um, yeah. My, my, Micah Parsons said that last night. The stadium was equivalent to being back in Penn Penn State, you know, the Happy mm. Valley, and it was rocking last night. And I mean, no, no doubt. I mean, obviously, the, the, the Cowboys put put it into the fans from the get go. I mean, the for two straight weeks we've scored on our first drive, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that that hasn't been done. That hasn't been done for a long. Time. When we move into the offense, talk as the first thing I want to talk about is that first drive. Yeah, I was saying just when you mentioned it, I think I don't know if it was Dave Hellman that tweeted out saying that I think was it by the second or the third play of the second quarter we were almost up to a hundred rushing yards. <laughs> it's just insane, isn't it? Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna jump headlong into the game. We're we're nearly twenty five minutes. We're nearly in the weeds again. So. Sweet. Bringing ourselves onto the offensive performance. And there was just a, there was a comment there, and, and I think we should touch on this. I don't think there's a debate about this question. There's anymore. no debate. There's no debate. No. Like, Dak is worth every single worth of his contract, regardless. He is a proven leader. He gets the team amplified, raises their levels up. Zeke mm. feels more, he becomes more better at, when he plays along with Dak. Like, what, what, what more can you say? Dak's our yeah. quarterback. He, he is our quarterback. Give, give him give him the comeback player of the, of the year award already. It's over and done with. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Three weeks in, even 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 the game that we lost, he, he didn't have a bad game. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, no, I think I think was it for like one, one, one interception and maybe about two yeah. incomplete passes. And that, two, that two, two but one was a hail mary. Right. No, right. uh, I enough enough for he's thrown three in total. He's one in yeah. the San Diego game, which was a miscommunication. Yeah. There was right, the Hail yeah. Mary in the Tampa Bay game, and there was the one that bounced off CD Lamb in, in right. the Tampa game as well. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, the, the guy, the guy's on fire. You can see that he's obviously been taking a lot of mental reps last year mm. when he, you know, couldn't do anything. The guy's putting in the work. Um, you know, and the team are responding to it, and then the play calling by Kellen Moore has just, you know, it's one of the things that's been a bright spot this year. You know, 
we we can attack any any demons that we're facing at the moment. We can we can adapt to what they need, or we can impose our will and run it our way. So, wow, um, no, that is like if you bring that bring that back up, yeah. holy crap! For anyone that's a betting person, right? The odds of that getting a few hundred yards a game now is forty three percent. That is basically it's more than likely he's going to get that now. <laughs> Do you know right. what, I said it, just, just had a quick true. as well, and this weekend it'll break a thousand yards easy. Already, he's he's thrown for eight, for eight hundred and seventy eight yards already this season. The first three games, yeah. I think I think Derek Carr had over had something similar through his first two games, which yeah. is just startling. It it just goes to show how wide open the offenses have become in the NFL, but. And to Look, think, well, we've we've still got our number three wide receiver to come back as well. Yeah. Yes, yep. we do. <laughs> we do indeed. Um, Paul, I know you. We touched on this before we came on on air. You want to give give a bit of love to an offensive player tonight? Oh, absolutely. If there's one player I think deserves a lot of love and credit right now, it's Mister Dalton Schultz right now. Mm-hmm. He, he completely was just. Fantastic. Dalton Schultz to me has just proved himself. He is our tight end number one right there in that game alone. Like he's like as much as like I'm a big Blake, Blake Jarwin fan as well, but since J- J- Schultz has been into the team, we've seen him evolve, he's progressed, and he's we've seen him, he's becoming not just a blocking tight end, but he's now becoming that t- a, a, a good catcher now. From yeah. what we what from what previously before we were slating him, saying uh, he's not as much of a good catcher. I don't think I don't recall he even not even drop one pass, and he was, and and every t- catch he did, mm. he was fighting for every yard, like he was yeah. fighting for it, like yeah. breaking after tackles, gaining those extra yards, and that is exactly what we're looking for right now. So. Shorts, you are fantastic, son. Fantastic. You know, you, and I mean, you mentioned it. He's, he, the second, t- the second TD personified that perfectly. I mean, how many people he made miss last night for that? For that. His, his second touchdown of the game. Yeah. yeah. That that yeah. second that second touchdown was like, bro, like the move, like his separation was like great. But mm-hmm. I think also that at, in all fairness as well, the Eagles just completely gave up and just completely just did like they were decimated. But bro, Dalton Schultz is like, nah, screw this, give me the other touch too. Let's just let's <laughs> just say more that and these dirty bugs. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, so, if you think if you think last year when Jarwin went down and we were saying that you know, we, we were, yeah, yeah, we, we were worried. He, he works, he works the same route, but as soon as he caught the ball, that was it. He was normally tackled. To see him last night, weave through the defense for that second touchdown. Just mm-hmm. whether but, they gave up, whether they gave up or not, I mean, that just shows the the advance that he's made this year. And yeah. you know, it, when he came out of Stanford, he was supposed to be a good blocking tight end. We didn't maybe see that as much, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think um, Bell last year was probably more of the blocking tight end, and the, yeah. and Schultz maybe w- didn't display it as well. But this year, he's been putting licks on people all the time in the running game, and I mean, you help, helping out with the offensive line where it's needed help. Um, you know, he's just he's he's making a name for himself, and it will be interesting to see if if this is purely 
Doherty, as we were talking, is this because it's a contract year for him, or is this him the the, the lights have come on and he's he's he is the he's found his, he's, yeah he's found his found his feet pretty much yeah. I, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I think to be fair, I do. I I owe or I was going to say Blake Jaron. I I owe Dalton Schultz a huge ball a huge apology. I did doubt him this time last year because. I, I had seen him in college, I'd seen him play for Stanford, and I believed he was playing in what's considered a pro-style offence and should have been ready. It's taken two years, but it seems to be under Mike McCarthy. He has flourished. But I just wanted to touch on just two small points, and these won't take much time. That move he put on for the second touchdown, moved mm. his hips back inside. We've seen that before. We've seen C.D. Lamb do that. We've seen Dak do that. We've seen Amari Cooper do that. And also, last night, we saw Eli Manning do it. <laughs> he told us his hips did not lie that he looked like Shakira. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's all with Robbie and Tungsan, isn't it? Yeah. But um, uh, moving, moving on, um, as we say, bringing it back around to Dak, I mean, the performance from Dak last night, as we say, 22 from 26, 81% completions. But I think more impressive about that was the amount of licks that Dak took, especially in the third and fourth quarter. He was mm -hmm. getting monstrous hits, and he was taking them as well as I've ever seen Dak take tackles. I think we can now put to bed whatever doubts there were around his injuries. I think we are able to say he is back. He is performing to the best of his abilities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think what we've benef benefited from as well is he's a different. He's a different runner this time. He's he's more. Mm. Can, you know, he won't take the chances like he did in that Giants game, which obviously cost him yeah. the rest of the season. He's, he's, you know, he will take the slide. He will, you know, he, he knows it's better to get three yards and come back for the next down than it mm -hmm. is to try and get seven or eight and, yeah. you know, potentially end the season. So, you know, he's doing what it needs for the team to move forward, not necessarily for it anything, you know, to, to try and put everybody on his back. Um, yeah. And you know that that can only benefit us. Yeah, I think Just, as you can you, you can see from that stat there. So his first quarter numbers alone: eight from nine, one hundred ten yards, a touchdown, and one fifty four point seven. I believe that is a perfect quarterback rating. So near enough, perfect. Yeah. 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 I, what I was going to say was, if there's one, what you know, what I would love for doing is doing my whole one word summaries about players and stuff like that if there's one word i can sum up that press start during that whole game was commanding he was mm. command he was commanding his offense you could see he was in pure full control of how dictating their defense he was reading that he was too like honestly man uh what's that an eagle son once threw a hot dog at me at the game don't want to call it and ate it true story oh for goodness sake <laughs> Mike, uh, that, Mike, Mike, stop, that, stop. That's gonna be, that, is that not a rich comment? That's surely a rich comment is that one, isn't it? 
I, I I think that's a rich comment, but it does give give us a beautiful segue into another one of our standout performers last night. CD Lamb, I know he didn't get a touchdown, but that catch for 44 yards that set up the first of Zeke's touchdowns, I mean, come on. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, it's funny I mean, that he outjumped the guy by about three three feet. The the Eagles cornerback was still on the ground, and I mean, is he still there now? Of time, it was like, oh my god, you know. Ready, red, welcome, welcome, welcome. Sorry, <laughs> um, but I mean, I think another another guy we need to give a little bit of a shout out to. Um, we it, it seems we have our new William the Refrigerator Perry. <laughs> in Conor McGovern coming in at oh, fullback and bulldozing I'm, I'm, his way. I love a good offensive involved is it in the run game. I was I, 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 I love the call on that. I loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean it's it seemed to be a case that they were trying to get their best players on the field and giving them opportunities. And I mean it's great to see that Conor McGovern is being given chances like that just to fit in in and around the team and I know unfortunately as the four of us are all text Longhorns fan we do have to have a little bit of a chat about the three penalties that Connor Williams did give away is this just becoming endemic of Connor Williams himself did he have a bad game or you know is the case he's in his, he's in his final year of his contract and maybe it's a case of time to say goodbye I don't think it's a case he's had a bad game because he's He's been like this since he's sadly since he joined the team, and there's obviously now Paul's pledged his allegiance to to UT. There's there's three of us here that's that's watched him in the. And I'm not saying Paul's not watching, but I mean, we we were we were praising him up and and saying no, that this is enough. You know what I mean, coming out of college, but yeah, for me, I think I said it last week. I, I think I think it's probably time to move on. Sadly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, I was excited when we did draft Connor Williams. I was, but mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't seem. It just it doesn't seem to. It, it's just worked out for him. It just doesn't seem to be he's actually progressed. But he's still making these. Like there's some games where he's absolutely dominated. For example, Aaron Donald last year, and obviously in the off-season practice scrimmage, they completely demolished them. But whereas it comes to games like against the Eagles, he's making some really simple, stupid mistakes. And yeah. that, that's the thing that really annoys me the most. It's, like, it's the basics. It's like, he's still not, like, it's like, just stop doing, stop holding. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Look, it's yeah. a little bit like a flip side of of kind of the tra- of the Trayvon Diggs kind of position of how on earth did Trayvon Diggs fall out of the first round where everybody was saying, how on earth did Connor Williams fall into the yeah. second round? Because he was, some people had him as the top rated offensive tackle in, in that draft and yeah. everyone was surprised especially those like one way they were like my god this guy's had a, well, a, so a, 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 a college career and he's, he's dropped into the second it's like this is going to be a steal see here's the thing so here's the final Jamie like he was primarily a, a tackle for, for, for the majority of his whole college career his um, whole college career it was all yeah, left tackle and I think, well, I think it may have moved inside maybe one of the, I think someone did comment on that in a previous Yeah, I think what is it? Uh, but, his first season. But, yeah, but, but I think, my, but my point I'm yeah. trying to make is, is that 
since he's came to Dallas, he's not played one ounce of tackle at all. Pretty much, mm-hmm. we've actually tried to play. We've actually tried to have him play at bloody center, right? We've had to play, <laughs> play him at guard, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's clearly like it's like was he supposed to be the backup for Tyron or whatever? And that we don't know, but mm. either way, yeah, he is, he is not a guard, he is not a guard, yeah. in my opinion. No, mm. I, I, I want to bring up two comments here and they're, they're, they're interconnected, so um, I'm guessing it's Mike has brought that up. So, are we starting to worry about Tyler Biadish? And then the yes. next comment is, do we need to bring in Conor McGovern at center? I'll admit I called for it in the off season from Govern at center. So take it away, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm well. interested. I'm interested to know why McGovern wasn't given any um, snaps during the, during the off season at center, because obviously he's got the experience in college. Um, I, I've also sort of voiced that you know the fact that they're using Williams and trying to play him at center rather than, again, using them as a possible swing tackle if you needed needed it as an emergency. I wonder if it's a, a, a ploy to try and keep his salary down for next year. Obviously, this is a contract year. If you are thinking about bringing him back, then playing him as an interior lineman is a lot cheaper than um, you look at guys like, um, who was it, uh, Okay, Ron Le- Ron Leary was a guard and he went off and made money with Denver. But who was yeah. it? Parnell who went off to Jacksonville wasn't yeah. wasn't wasn't a great tackle for us, but went off and converted mm. it into something like a six-year, forty-two million dollar contract um, with Jacksonville. Um, if if you're play if you're playing Williams at tackle and you know he flourishes there, then obviously that just puts the price up. Um, Play, play him at centre or guard and, you know, you, he's serviceable at least. Um, now, Biadish, um, he, he, you know, he's still, you got to remember, he's only played six or seven games last year, um, obviously got injured, never never really came uh, came back and reclaimed the, the starting spot from um, Joe Looney. So, you know, he is still technically a rookie. Um, yep, and he just he still needs another couple of years, perhaps of of NFL strength and conditioning program. That's the uh, thing. Now, as the, you just nailed it right there for me, I think it's the whole level up from college football, especially with the whole COVID protocols, where there was limited access mm-hmm. to the strength and conditioning, uh, weight rooms, and all that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, not to like. He did like you got absolutely bullied in the game from the interiors, Fletcher Cox yeah. and whoever I can't remember the other nose tackle. Javon Hargrave. Yeah, he, like he was like he yeah. just dismantled Bayadish. But yeah, I find it's really fair to say as if, if Bayadish can just increase his strength and conditioning up, get that extra size on a little bit more, and actually hit yeah. that would play a lot more advantage. Other than that, his blocking was actually okay, but he was just overpowered more than anything. That's yeah. only, like, I think, like, from what looking at the film, he was in the right position. He was like it was just he was just outpowered more than anything. Yeah. And, I mean Fletcher, Fletcher Cox will do that to you. I mean Frederick yeah. and Zach Martin and all that over if you go back the years where Philly have beaten us 
you know, invariably there's been one game a season where Philly have, you know, Christ, I've, I've uh, you know, I've gone to bed thinking, oh, this is going to, you know, you know, we're going to win this or whatever. I, I won't bother staying up or whatever. And then you wake up the next morning and Philly's defense have just put an absolute number on us. Um, and it's always been because of guys like Fletcher Cox that, you know, they, they, they find a way of getting getting through the line. And, you know, e- even all pros have bad days against Fletcher Cox. So, um, um, Mark there with a great comment there. Mm-hmm. Is, the strength is, is weak due to the shoulder injury. That is a... That, yeah, that would that would play a massive factor, especially when it comes to the blocking and stuff like that. So uh, he still hasn't yeah. gained full strength. That's on his coaches. That's an absolute fantastic point, and it's yeah. and it's and it's totally fair. So so if even if Bayernis is still trying to play catch up, he's still like even like you could even put the argument uh, when we had Fedrick back for that one season, he was not the same Fedrick as he was. No. When he took the year out, you noticed there was a bit of a strength difference on him. Yeah, it wasn't the full fitness, so you could see that could be the same scenario with Bayadis because with him having that weak shoulder, um, mm. due to a shoulder injury, um, yeah. it's gonna play a factor because you're using your shoulder to jack def- uh, defensive linemen up if you're forcing them back. So that would big play a big bass factor when it comes to that for sure. Yeah. So Mark, great comment, great comment. I just, just, I've a small, small point here. I'm just after getting um, Rob Phillips has tweeted out uh, just a bit of an injury update. So mm-hmm. Kelvin Joseph is probably still a few weeks away from returning off IOR. Mike McCarthy has said, but he's making progress. So are Neville Gallimore and Sean McKeown, and all three are eligible to return this week, but it doesn't sound like they will. I, I'm, I'm really happy that uh, Neville's making progress now. That's my yeah. boy. That's my boy. And we, we 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 accused Rich of making a comment earlier, but we know this one is definitely from Rich. No, I think that was definitely Mike as well. To be honest, <laughs> like, like that, that, I have to admit that was going to be one of the most funniest moments. It's like because when you hear this, like Bob Ross, then you hear the commentators like, "Do you think they're going to do a, a halfback draw?" And when you get the re- when you get the reference because you're like drawing the paint with the paintbrush, I was like, <laughs> and then it happened. I'm like, no, surely not. Like, like, I thought, like so, so, like if I was the Eros defense and I had Bob Ross, you were thinking, okay, they're gonna go, that it's gonna be a half back draw, you know? <laughs> oh, crazy. And 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 what did I say? I said the, the biggest thing for us was running the ball down the middle because I don't know what it was but like during that San Francisco game. They looked like even though they had Fletcher Cox in there, but they just didn't the gaps were just wide open yeah. through that whole game through the middle. And yeah. we saw that consistently. Seat was going up for the middle, even Paula was getting up there as well. So yeah, like <laughs> insane. So, so, so Mike has admitted that was also him, but I think that there was an influence from Rich Jones there to uh, to make that <laughs> comment. <laughs> but um, be, be, before we do go any further, we um, were what we're forty five minutes into the show, and we have yet to make reference to our wonderful sponsor over in Cowboys Experience. So, gentlemen, if you'd like to take it away. 
Sure thing. Guys, if you are planning going to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to go and check out Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet and greet, tailgating, and game day packages for your ultimate experience. Meeting former players and Hall of Famers like Drew Pearson, it's a play, it's an experience you do not want to miss. Myself, I am finally get to go over myself. I'll be joining the guys for the Denver Broncos game and for the Thanksgiving game. So be sure to go and check out the website, cowboysexperience.com, and use the discount code for UK Cowboys. And guys, what do you get if you use the code? You get free stuff. You get free stuff. Free stuff. I mean, make sure go follow them on all of their social media. The, the the pictures we saw last night, it looked absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and no doubt, when I'm over there, it's going to be even mental. <laughs> yeah, it is. But as as always, we do like love giving a shout out to our fellow content creators. So the likes of the Cowboys' own media team themselves, the Hanging with the Boys crew, talking Cowboys in the break. Uh, Cowboys experience the guys at 1053 the fan and then all of the fe- all of our fellow content creators so you have the likes of Marcus Law Nation Tuck Skywalker Steel you know K- uh, KT's phone tweets make sure you follow all those people they put out great content every single day you will not be disappointed by what is there on their their channels so make sure and give them a follow absolutely yep so for, for 47 minutes in gentlemen and i think it is time that we flipped it over to the side of the ball which i think most of us enjoy talking about <laughs> oh yeah we can't we can't mess out star gang next and professor o and yeah. all the other guys and they oh yeah we can't mess those guys out Big shout out to this. They were actually at before we jump into defense, they were actually at the game. All the guys yes. were there. Tuck, yep. everybody, all the guys from Star Gang were at the game. They looked like they were having an absolute blast. So I am pretty freaking jealous. But I'll be <laughs> I'll, I'll hopefully get to catch up with them when I fly out. Yeah. Are they are, are they intending to be there for the well, game well, 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 is that in the works? That, I find that I'm gonna message uh, next about it, but uh, but um yeah. But JTUX actually messaged me in regards to Kansas City because he's actually from Kansas City. Brilliant. So so he's like he was giving me the eyeballs on Twitter and I was like, <laughs> oh, interesting, huh? I was like, oh, you know it, man. You know it. <laughs> and so in terms of, as we say, the defensive side of the ball, I think it's fair to say in the first half alone. This Cowboys defense oh was playing like the 92, 93 defense. They were giving nothing up. They were mean. They were powerful. They were hitting everything that moved. Yeah. It if, was impressive. If there's, if there's a saying I can put towards that whole defense in that game, and this is a motto that my former team, the East, East Coast Pirates, use, is attitude is everything. The attitude... Mm-hmm. Of that whole team was just after it. They were after the ball, left, right, and center, just ball hawking. Like, and if that's one thing that we got right this year and this off season, we got absolute mm. like all the acquisitions we brought in. They're absolute yeah. like like see ball, get ball. That's their yeah. mentality. 
and we're yep. seeing yep. that coming coming through. Oh, oh! I mean that right. that, that was an early uh, early shots fired with Anthony Brown making the interception on that first drive. I mean, as, as soon as yeah, as boy, soon as I saw that, yes, I, you know, as soon as I saw that, you knew that um, you know this game this game was ours for the taking and. It certainly was. Yeah, I think we kind of all. Well, I think the jury's still out on Anthony Brown, to be fair. There you go. But I will give him an apology for the um, abuse recently. (laughs) So, so you you have redeemed yourself, Mr. Anthony Brown. Yeah. Please continue oh. <laughs> this great form. Please continue. <laughs> I think. I think to be fair, Paul, the, the comment you made about Seaball get ball. I remember that coming up as part of the highlights package, and they were talking about Micah Parsons. This, you know, that Dan Quinn has said to him, you know, if things break down, go after the ball. As people are saying, he's doing a great job. Jamie, I'm going to bring you in here. Talk to me about Micah Parsons. <laughs> What what what's left to to kind of say? I know it's three games in, but shit, a lot of teams are going to be. Um, let's say they're going to they're going to be regretting passing up on him just for the fact, like to say, we from the sounds of if we were if we have stayed at ten, ten, we got an extra pick. Um, he's he's just an absolute beast, and it, the um, the transition from college to NFL. For a lot of players, and rightfully so, sometimes as Paul mentioned a little bit ago, there's, there's, there's a massive st- there's a massive gap in there. Um, but he's mm-hmm. particularly like a duck to water. Um, yeah, and th- this this kid's going to be a force to be reckoned with for, for for a good ten years or so, if not longer. Guys, just to, just so you know, my experience talking about cornerbacks is not as in depth as what other positions. Just so I know, so apologies <laughs> if I'm being, apologies if I'm being a bit too kind to Anthony Brown. I'm still against the first of him, so I just I just want to like make that clear. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think to be fair to Anthony Brown, he had an Anthony Brown game last night. He had an interception. And then I think who was that said it here? Um uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Cantor. Yeah. Mark, yeah. yeah, that the very next play he got burned. That yeah. is Anthony Brown. That is who he is. It's not going to change. It's never going to get any better or any worse. That's just Anthony Brown. But I think, Jamie, you you mentioned the player there, Micah Parsons, and how we dropped a spot and got an extra pick. I do believe that extra pick, and now correct me if I'm wrong, turned into a certain Osa Odigizua, and people doubted that. Or was it, was that the Chauncey Goldston pick? That was the Chauncey Goldston pick. Yeah. See, so double, double effort for me because you all know my feelings on Chauncey Goldston. Yeah. But I mean, also Odiggy Zuba. What happened last night? He. <laughs> he Paul, I might be. I might be. The lights came Paul's on for him last night. Yeah. <laughs> I might be about to break Paul's heart with a comment. <sighs> is all is is also is also is Uwe going to replace Neville Gallimore? No, he's no. not. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, like the both of them. I, I, if I'm being honest, the way how Usa is going to be going forward now, I think it's going to be like depending on what the scheme is. But if you're, if mm-hmm. you're going to run, if you're going to definitely run to um, defensive tackles, that's your two starters right there. 
Yeah. But, but if yeah. it's going to be singular, like play more of a nose tackle or play as a one tech, whatever, it, it's going to be more rotational. I think. Like it's yeah. gonna ha- it's gonna have to be keep the de- defenses guessing whatever than that and Mark yeah Mark mm. just re- raised the comment that if they're smart yeah. they rotate exactly Mark yeah that, that exactly mate exactly and that's why I, I, if that was me if I was running a free front I would rotate them in because both of them can cause some collateral clutter, uh, damage to that offensive line yeah do you know yeah, just- I mean. The, the, flexibi- the, the flexibility that they have where they can play uh, you know they can play the three tech they can they can go out mm-hmm. on a th- on a three three man line they can go out and play a five tech defensive end mm-hmm. i mean you know the the call up if anybody's actually in in danger um i i would definitely say tristan hill but if he if he gets called up this year he's <sighs> going to have to hit the ground running when he comes in and i mean it is it's a shame again last year that he had that devastating injury because he was yeah. he, he he was clicking last he, year he, he was a bright he, he, he was, was a bright yeah. point in in what was a, a fairly pathetic year last year but um yeah you know it's it's a shame he's not back but i mean you well, you know he's probably on the outside looking in at the moment just to kind of add again to Mark's comment there about uh, Quentin Boana there, it's like when you really do think about it, and we mentioned this off, I think when we just, if it came in, if it was earlier on the show or it was before the show, before we went live, it's like every single of our defensive rookies were outstanding. Every single one of them. Parsons, Boana, Odigazua, fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, I think, think as we, as Graham always says, the first guy off the bus, Quinton Bohanna, you know, got in there last night, two tackles, a tackle for a loss, space eater. Um, you know, I think he's, he, he's just going to be another nice piece to have in this defensive line. And as you guys say, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the defensive line. I don't know enough. It's having those rotational guys there and getting them involved in the play. But I think on all levels of the defense, I think we had a great performance. I mean, the linebackers played well, um, and you know the secondary showed up. As we say, I think someone said it earlier, we are now on a plus, plus seven for turnovers, I believe, is it? Yeah. 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 You know, we're, we're, I think we're, and I think we're still top, Although I think um, who was had the two touchdowns on back to back plays, the Bucks at the weekend um, might might have joined us at the, on that ranking, but um, you know I mean how what did you guys think about the linebackers last night? I mean obviously Parsons again phenomenal, but the rest of the backs. Yep, yeah, I'll go right ahead. Right? So I think it was so Vanderish. Uh, Angel and Smith were I they're, start, they're starting to answer my questions. My, well, my concerns yeah. was in terms of well, more particularly Jalen. Like we've we've talked a lot about Jalen this off season, thinking he's now the weakest link and stuff like. It's still maybe the case, but he is he is actually answering the questions in terms of can he track? Can he be lateral? He is doing what he's supposed mm-hmm. to be doing now. He's actually moving and and tracking after a. Uh, Guys with the ball, uh, running backs with the ball, 
or wide receivers. He's uh, he's getting into the right positions now, and he is actually making actual proper solo tackles. So yeah, I, so I can't be mad. I'm actually really happy for him. Go Jalen. You keep up what you're doing. Sammy Vanderish, like same same with him as well. So I mean, I think our linebackers are from what it was from last season. One of our weakest points is now as a group collectively now is becoming the strongest one. And we haven't even talked about Jabril Cox or even see any game game time, I don't think. He wasn't even, I don't think he was on the field, was he? Yeah. I, th- I think he came in for a couple of couple of series. I'm not, I'm, I'm just trying to check the numbers here again because I thought I saw the name Jabril Cox mentioned. It's not, it's not coming up there now, but I mean, Jabril Cox is going to be someone who will, I believe, will come in later in the season Absolutely. as we, as he gets up to speed and yes. we have to start making decisions, as we say, with Jalen Smith, with extending a contract for Leighton Van Der Esch, um, Keanu Neal, who was out last night with COVID. Um, all of these guys, we have to make some kind of a determination and decision on them. And it could be just that you're kind of redshirting Jabril Cox for the season and letting him get used to the downwind system. Um, I did be, uh, before we went to the linebackers. I did mean to bring up another guy who, although we didn't have the numbers last night, had a huge game. Randy Gregory. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously he didn't record a hell of a lot, of, um, mm-hmm. you know, of the flash plays. But I mean, he he was he was around the ball and he was chasing hurts down and. You know, mm-hmm. he he was he was disruptive if nothing else. So yeah, you know he he certainly earned his money last night. I think he, again, you can you, you can the, the thing about defensive linemen is you can do all this, but you know you could be a step a step late to make the tackle, um, to make a sack or whatever. You know, if you're getting the pressures. Mm. Um, you're you're making the guy think about where he's throwing the ball. You saw with um, even the inter- the the touchdown that the Philadelphia Eagles scored on that first mm. drive, where you know that was just a case of actually CD Lamb slipped, and that was where Dak was trying to throw the ball. Dak noticed that CD had slipped, so that had made him pull it down, and then obviously it was beneficial for for um, Cox and what have you. To um, you know, to knock the ball out. If, but I mean, that's that's all you can ask for as a defensive lineman is to get in and be disruptive, and things will happen for you eventually. So maybe you maybe have one game where you're you're not recording any of the flash stats, but the next yeah. time you know you're you're coming up against a different guy. And I mean, one thing for Jalen Hurts is he he can use his legs and he'll. he'll outrun you nine-tenths of the time, you know. Um, But, I mean, what we're seeing from this defence is what Mike Nolan had actually promised us last year, that the scheme would fit there. And this is what we're seeing this year. We're not asking Jalen Smith to do things that he can't handle. We're not asking Leighton Van Der Esch to go and clog up gaps half the time and put, put his... Um, ailing body on the line, uh, you know, eighty snaps a game. Um, you know, this is this is playing to our the strengths of all of these players. And Dan Quinn, I mean, 
you know, for he he must be going in on a Tuesday morning, going right. What have I got to play with this week? And mm. you know, who, who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? I mean, that's Keanu Neal out for two weeks now because he actually did test positive for COVID yeah. and being unvaccinated. The rules are he's got to miss fourteen days. Um, so you know, you're not going to see him until uh, the following weekend. Um, you know, and we still haven't. We haven't had to rely on guys like Nishon Wright and uh, yeah. Mukuamu as well. You get you're getting safety you're getting safety play from guys that you know. Um, you know we don't have a thumper like Donovan Wilson, but you've got Casey, you've got Hooker, you've got um, Curse. Curse. They're making yeah. they're making plays. They're making defensive. Um, you know they're making offenses. Look at where they are as well on the field. You know, both of these both of these coordinators that we have are doing an absolutely fantastic job, and you know they're causing problems for the opposition week in week out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a shot. We said to create shot for another one that does kind of a little bit down the roster, and you look for always look for these guys to kind of when they get to see the field. That um, you know what I mean the. Make a couple of plays here and there. And he impressed me throughout precision. Little Gifford for me. You know what I mean, mm. he, he, yeah. he only recorded two tackles, but one of them for, were for loss. And these are the kind of things, like I say, that for someone like Gifford, he's, he's, um, his chances of seeing the field are going to be far less than obviously someone like a Van der Esch or a, a Jalen Smith. And so, you, you, when he gets on the field, you want you want to see him making a play. And mm. for loss, isn't to be sn- snapped, yeah. is it? I think we all have, Mark. I think we all have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, to be, to, be, to be very fair to Dan Quinn, I think a lot of us kind of questioned some of the free agent acquisitions. We kind of questioned some of the draft picks. I think at this stage, there is none of us who are questioning things. Now, again, we will attest to this is a three-game sample size, and there are still 14 games to be played. I know but it's crazy, from it's crazy, what we've crazy seen, to think that. crazy to think there's still yeah. 14 games. Yeah, from what we've seen, there, the, everyone on the defense. I don't want to say it's a no-name defense because there's a lot of talent and there's a lot of names on that defense, but they're all working together. There's there's a unity with that team. There's mm. no there's no hot boys. There's no BS with this group. And I think that's coming from the top from Dan Quinn. It's 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 like that Bill Belichick mantra: "Do your job," do, and they're all doing their jobs. Do you know? Do you know what's cra- you know what's crazy to think? And I think again, I'm, I think it was Dave Elman that I saw a tweet from this morning um, that a, a lot a lot of times these bargain basement kind of free free agent acquisitions has has killed us sometimes and as really is and. Like this year, like it, it seems to have bounced on the different way. That if you think about it, Malik Hooker, um, Goldstone, and Kazee, um, for mm-hmm. all three of them combined, were um, less than a million dollars, less than a million dollars on the hook for, for these three guys. Yeah. And I just think, like I say, Dankman's obviously brought in guys that, that can play, like you say, and we, we've mentioned them, but maybe. Couple of few, few years ago, before the Patriots kind of used to do that, done that a lot. If you look at the offense that Tom Brady always played with, until he kind of got he got around him. Ossieri was towards the end of his of his career, and he's yeah. had 
Gronkowski. If you look at the receivers that Brady had throughout his years, never really these flashy kind of receivers. It was it's receivers that can play in that system. That mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and that's what you want. I mean, what's point of a pain for some of these prima donnas that are just clearly out there for the money? And once you get the, the payday, they don't give basically don't give two shits. Get people in that want to play, that want to come. Like I say, a lot of these one-year prove-it deals that can prove mm-hmm. it they can play off and fair play to them. I mean, yeah, they're not costing as much now, but if if they play and put this put this defense over the top and help put this team over the top and get over that little bit of a hump, then they just pay there. It's funny but, that you. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that, Jamie, about the Patriots. The thing is about the Patriots is like they can. They're in that position where they can. Get, for example, Daddy Shelton at that time. Mm-hmm. When they sent him, he, he was like a first round draft pick for Cleveland, did well, and, and they traded him to Patriots. But but the fact is, it's like it was more like any type of player they brought in, it's like a prove it deal. But the, yeah. the, but, but the players wanted to play for the Patriots because they feel as though it was the best chance to get a Super Bowl because they had Brady, like the, mm-hmm. under the system that Belichick had. And and why wouldn't you? Like if I was a player and yeah. uh, Patriots were coming, whatever and that, you would think, okay, I'm going to be a part of a team. I'm going to learn so much. I'm going to do this and that. It's you're more likely to have the chances of progressing that high up winning culture, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. and and I think what is happening with Dallas right now is the and I think you mentioned just earlier there, Brian, is that the culture well you say in unity, but there's a culture mm-hmm. change for sure. Yeah. Like you said there's no more hot boys, well than that. It was all fun in games. It was all fun at the time, but now it's it's serious. It's that it's like just mm-hmm. get in there, get on with yeah. like, do your job. That's it. So I'm I'm <laughs> all for that. Like, so it, it seems like there's a, a different kind of vibe around the whole team this year and I don't know if yeah. that's just because we've had hard knocks so, so we've been able to see a little bit more of the off season but it just seems a different kind of culture this year and like I said I don't know it could be the coaching changes a lot but a lot more positive than we have been in the last few years. Let's yeah. be honest let's be honest Jimmy Mike Nolan aged us 20 years that, like, like, <laughs> the, the, the appointment of Mike Nolan last year was a big question mark in general. I'm just yeah. glad. I'm just glad now we've actually made the right acquisition for the, the, the defense that we're, we're so desperately needed attention and refinement, and we're getting that, and we're seeing the fruits of that labor now. We're finally getting that. Yeah, yeah. I know that I know the season's still too early. We're having that, but other things may happen, but. We're moving in the right direction. It's like every yeah. game, every game going forward, it's like from from the box to the Chargers to now, it's been getting better and better and better. We're seeing more numbers and turnovers. We're seeing more numbers and hits and pressures. Mm-hmm. Everything we're seeing it all come together, and this is what I'm loving so much right now. Like you say though, as well about like saying although it's early in the season. Look, I think if you look at the stats over the years, how many teams go. 0-3, 0-4 to start the season and don't make the playoffs. So even though it's early, you've got yeah. you've got to, you've got to get some little bit of momentum to go before you maybe go on a bit of a, a barren maybe two or three yeah. games in the middle of the season, mate. Yeah. I know, yeah. and and here's the thing: everyone was pure worried about the uh, the preseason games. We're 0-4 in the preseason. Like, yeah. listen, like preseason doesn't mean jack shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's my language. Yeah. Like, players are there to make the team. 
more, uh, that's the whole point of preseason, and just to kind of loosen off any r- like rough uh, like rustiness, like from like even not played a snap in a while or not, just to get the feel for the game again. But the matters is week one going into the season. That's when everything comes out, and that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, I mean to go to go with the culture that we were talking about. I mean, you only have to look at that hard knocks. Look at Zeke, yeah. uh, schooling Jaquan Hardy. You look at um, Tank doing the same with Azur Kamara. I mean, you know, these are guys that were always going to be on the roster bubble. But, you know, for yeah. these guys, it's bring the next guy along. You know, we know that this is a 17-game season. You're not going to be able to rely on people being able to play every single game because of injuries. You're trying to get some cohesiveness so that even the guy that's coming in as the next mm-hmm. man up knows the job he's got to do and he's 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 willing to, he's he's getting schooled by people to actually they're not worried about them this guy's taking my job or potentially going to take my job they're you know they're they're doing anything to help the team and that culture change is just night and day from last year and yeah. you know again the, the four preseason games, we didn't win the four preseason games, but the culture was there that nobody was getting on each other's backs, saying, "Oh, you missed that block, you missed this, or whatever." Um, you know, this is this is something to build on. Yes, we haven't we haven't gone through bad times yet. Um, you know, e- even that Tampa game, we were in it. To, <laughs> we were in it right up until the end. Who knows if Greg Zerline could have made two of those kicks? We could be three and zero at the moment. Um, yeah. You look at, but you look at, say, Minnesota. Minnesota, a Dalvin Cook fumble and a couple of a couple of drop passes away from being three and zero as well. True, um, they're yeah. one and two. They're yeah. one and two. You know, at this stage um, of the season, anything can happen in these opening weeks. It's how you build on it. And let's let let's not forget. Who did we beat last week? The Chargers. Chargers. And what did they do this weekend? They beat the you know, Chargers. Arrowhead. So, yep. Yep. you know, this league, it changes from day to day, hour to hour even. It's not even, it's not even a, an, it's, it's always it's, evolving. You just said it out, you just did the words right now, it's forever evolving. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's great to see and i mean i think that's like on on the off season i didn't give two flying fiddlers about what happened in the off season the off season was about finding the guys from 26 to 53 we didn't play our our starting offense or defense at all so it was about finding those guys who are going to make up the rest of the roster who know what they have to do as you guys said in a game situation um so that's that to me was is a great thing and as we say there the chargers made the game close because of terrible play calling i i, I would say I, I would slightly disagree and say don't forget the chargers also had two touchdowns chalked off one of which was debatable at best you know so i i, I wouldn't say their play calling was that bad hmm. That's what we love talking about football. It's always a yeah. forever debate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 
No, we don't. We don't actually have it. I'm going to have to have a chat with Mike and see if we can get a get a special teams um, banner put up there. But uh, moving on to our special teams, that that, that will be down to meters. Actually, accurate the the videos for that. There we go. So Paul will will take a look at our special teams one there. So again, Greg the leg five from six. He missed an extra point. Yeah, so like yeah. I said, it's like when you really think about it, about the the feel, well, the the bullshit call on Dak Prescott's touchdown, um, and the missed uh, point extra. There was a potential that it, it could have been forty nine twenty one a score. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I'd say they might have gone for a two point conversion if they had been a yeah, and, and went for a proper a proper fifty burger. Burger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that 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 seventy yard punt by Brian Anger. I mean that <laughs> that was just that flipped the field for for yeah. the Cowboys as well, and put put the put Philadelphia on the back foot as well. So um, that that was a turning point of the game as well. Or I mean that not a turning point really. It's it's certainly you know it it made it difficult for the Eagles to get mm. back into the game. Um, yeah. You know and. I thought I thought that other uh, other than Greg the legs miss. I thought you know special teams. There wasn't there wasn't any questionable calls by Fassel this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I mean I ha- I have to say I I I like the block punt. Uh, you know you should always mm. be having somebody try and block the punt. Look yeah. looking back at it as well. I mean you could say that we were blocked into the punter. Um, yeah, you know the actual part. There was, yeah, that, 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 was a personal protector. I think there was also a question of whether it, the ball had been tipped or not. In which case, it shouldn't have been a rough in the kicker in the yeah. Chargers game. But you know, you can only uh, go I, by I, the referee. Yeah, because we actually saw Faso making a comment on it. It was like, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Let them try and punt it forty yards down the field? It's like we want to try yeah. and prevent, we want to prevent them from getting that. Um, uh, Given ourselves a disadvantage, so and I think uh, it, I think it was either Jesse Holly or Isaiah Stambach who said that you know the offense is aggressive, the defense is aggressive. Do you really mm-hmm. want your sec- your your special teams, your third and fourth string guys, to be passive and just yeah. you know let the th- let the things happen? No, mm-hmm. you want that. You know you got to. Yeah. That's that's not going to set the tone for when they do come on and play offense or defense. So you want these guys to be fired up as well and i think to 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 be fair i'm just I, in support of that point lauren I, I think i saw a clip and it was around wednesday or thursday of last week that there was maybe something like i think 16 block punts last season it might be different but three of those punts were the chargers kicker so knowing what i know now i can understand why Fassel made the call he did to go after the kicker because it was exactly yeah. the same punt every time. He's quite laboured in his dropping and then bringing his leg up to meet the ball. So, if a guy has block had three block punts last season, why not try it at least once? But yeah. um, again, looking looking at Brian Anger there in terms of his numbers: four attempts, two hundred and two yards, fifty point five. Yeah. I mean that's that's three or four yards longer than Chris Jones last season, and I do believe Brian Anger is actually older than Chris Jones. So 
you know, it's it looked like a good pickup. I was all for Hunter to Swander, but I mean, to be fair, I can see why now why Anger has won that job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's nothing much else to really say on that matter, really. Yeah, absolutely. So. Mike has a comment here. I'm just going to bring it up. What's the point? Mike, do, Mike, do me a favor because this is getting confusing. Comment in your actual profile. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um. So I think I think unless there's anything else, gents, that you want to bring up from the game or you know the weekend overall, I think we can start the close down process. Well. I, I wanted to kind of talk about it when we were talking about offense, but we didn't get the opportunity. Mm. But the, from the very get-go, that first opening drive was what we've yeah. been asking for for ages. It was setting the principle from the very get-go. That mm. I think the big, the biggest mistake was the Eagles deferred the ball to us. That was their biggest mistake. Yeah. Yep. Like, and, and we just rammed it down their faces in that first opening drive, and that was pretty much it going through the rest of the game so so yeah. so and uh and <laughs> and and often i'm actually really enjoying all of the Eagles reaction videos right now it's actually been quite, <laughs> quite, quite entertaining right so yeah guys have you ever got a chance to like i, I don't want to put, that, put a, an Eagles fans youtube channel out there but if you go and watch Philly 500's <laughs> absolute meltdown of the game, it is absolutely priceless. <laughs> absolutely priceless. <laughs> Jamie the Godfather, anything to add before we wrap up tonight's episode? No, just I said, obviously, so we're only free, but performance of the season in what could have been a potential banana skin kind of game. Um, it was good, like I said, good to see Dak get through the game unscathed, apart from that one big hit that we all were talking about off air, thinking shit, mm -hmm. that could have been really bad, but he come back and he threw a pinpoint, bloody touchdown pass to the back of the end zone to show that he, he had no effects. And yeah, let's just hope we can keep this momentum going into this. Do you know what I mean? It's, I know we, we touched on it off air, didn't we, that the, um, the, the Panthers have... Um, Missing a couple of game, missing a couple of players this week, but you've got to, you you only you can only play who's in front of you. So yeah. let's let's take a moment and let's let's make it free and one and let's make it harder for the teams in our division to to catch up to us. Lauren, the senior, before we head off, any final thoughts? Yeah. The the only thing is, um, I mean, obviously it's been a talking point in whether Mike McCarthy was bad with his play calling management in um, the tail end of the first half as well, not calling timeout. Even had one of the referees come over at 45 seconds and say, are you sure you don't want to call a timeout? Um, but, I mean, you're up 20 to 7. You know, even if the Eagles had scored, I, didn't, I don't think they were going to get back into that game. Um, I'm, I'm happy with you don't want to you don't want to you know put them under pressure or you don't want to risk something that gets them back in the game either by you know making them feel that they've been disrespected um you know and then they come out fired up for the second half or 
you know, you do put you you maybe make a play call or something like that where Dak ends up turning the ball over or you know something happens and it gives it gives them a a momentum shift. So I was quite happy with that. I don't know what you guys thought. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but be, be, before we do wrap up, obviously we're again we give a shout out, Paul. If you want to want to take it away there. And give a shout out to um, our sponsor. Sure thing. Guys, if you are planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to go to cowboysexperience.com where you can have meet and greet tailgating and game day packages and so much more. Get to meet legends like Sir Drew Pearson and various other Cowboys uh, within the current Cowboys roster. For example, you can see there in the pictures, there's uh, Zach Martin, Michael Gallup. I mean, uh, what more can we say? Like the guys are like they will treat you like absolute royalty. Me and Jamie are first hand, like we'll tell you first hand of our experience going with Cowboys Experience. They treat you like absolute royalty. And uh, if you do you go to cowboysexperience.com, be sure to use the code UK Cowboys. And guys, once again, for the final time, what do we get? Chocolate pudding. <laughs> 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 no, uh, we, didn't, we didn't say it. We had we had to get it in somewhere. It has to go in there. You get you get you get free stuff. Be sure to reference the code UK Cowboys yeah. when you're yeah. on UK Cowboys. Uh, sorry, UK Cowboys. Don't, don't be a clown. Use the code. Get free stuff. Yes. Yeah. And guys, also please check out the fall all our uh, friends of the show. Uh, from from hanging with the boys, Cowboys Zone, talking Cowboys, Cowboys for Life, Cowboys Phones Only, like the names goes on, like Big Game James, Star Guy, Law Nation, mm -hmm. the, the list goes on. All these guys are amazing content creators within the Cowboys Nation community. Be sure to go and check them out. They are like friends of the show. We try and have them on, and and also mm -hmm. Brian. Um, we actually have an announcement for yep. Thursday show. So, J Jamie, if you'd like to make the announcement for Thursday. Um, I'm gonna say what's the announcement because I, I I think I it's on the screen. I, 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 I'll, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. So guys, <laughs> uh, so so for first for, so first this show we have special guest Rob Phillips from the Cow Dallas Cowboys media team joining us for the pregame show against oh god who are we playing next week. <laughs> Oh, oh god for the Carolina Panthers free game show. I swear to God, see because now I'm actually finally going to a game this year myself. Not one, yeah. not two, <laughs> but three games this year. I, I don't even real I don't even process who we're playing next year. I'm just focused about the Broncos game, the Chiefs game, <laughs> and the, the the Thanksgiving game. That's the games I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> But as uh, as we say, guys, do tune in Thursday night. Rob Phillips will be joining. Make sure um, make sure and join that show, um, and try and steer Mike and Rob away from having a Texas uh, Aggies uh, loving, and remind them about being beaten by Arkansas at the weekend. Uh, but again, just just let everybody know we do have a huge guest list. And we do have guests coming up. Um, unfortunately, we did have Meg lined up for tonight, but she got called into work for a meeting, so she couldn't make it on. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to Meg's mum, who was wearing a Team 40 Burger uh, T-shirt last night. So, um, 
you know, make sure get your Team Forty Burger T-shirts, whatever you do, folks. Yeah. So, in, in case anyone was wondering, Meg Murray, who uh, represents uh, on what's the blogging the boys, you blogging the boys. Sorry. So, be sure to go and follow Meg Murray as well. She's a yeah. big, big friend of the show, and uh, and the guys at uh, blogging the boys. Yeah, absolutely, Meg Kelsey. Taylor was also at the game last night, so I you know as a as a guest. She was also at the Arkansas game as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I think she was spending the weekend with Haley Anderson. So yeah, they're good buddies. Yeah, So as we say, we're 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 an hour and a half into the show at this stage. So final reminder: make sure to tune in Thursday night, nine o'clock. Four o'clock on the East Coast in America, three o'clock in Texas, one o'clock in the Pacific Coastal region. Mike and the team will be available and chatting with Rob Phillips about all things Carolina Panthers coming up this weekend. From me, gentlemen, it's good night. Thank you very much. Dallas forever, Philly for never. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. Stay safe and have a good week. There we go. Good night. Right.